We will step into the light so you can stand in the darkness. We are Awesome. And this is Bay Watched, an homage to Buns, Babes, Hunks, and the Hop. All right, welcome back to Baywatch, the Baywatch podcast. Um, this week with us we have Donahue. What up? And Dave. Always. And Slazis <laughs> is too busy watching the um, v the VP debate tonight. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I forgot that was on tonight. Can't wait for his unbiased opinion. <laughs> Uh yeah, the the VP debate. Very exciting since uh within the last week Donald Trump has contracted the coronavirus. Or did he? You know, there was there was a uh, going around that maybe it was a hoax that he didn't really have it. Oh, sure. Yeah. I uh, I happen to that, see on That would help him. I don't know how, how would it be in a hoax help him in any way. Well, because the Democrats are playing this coronavirus is awful, the coronavirus is horrible, it's a killer. If Trump goes in on a Friday, comes out on a Monday, and is doing great, no problems, then he can say the coronavirus is fine. I'm at a high ri- I'm at a high risk age. You guys don't have anything to worry about with the coronavirus. And then his base will be all fired up. Um, I saw a tweet. Somebody retweeted. It was from um, it was from September. Um, I just I, I took a photo of it just because it'd be interesting if it if true if it comes true. Okay. So this person tweet, tweeted Trump, on September 18th, Trump's October surprise will be the announcement of his quote unquote of quote unquote his infection, fake yep. but quite dramatic. The twi- this twist will blow Biden off the screens. The Trump COVID <laughs> watch dominating every minute of every day. Then 14 days later, Trump will emerge 100% cured by hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> So we'll see. But anyways, that was just, like I said, that was a, that was a, like a, a, what are those things called? Um, uh, thing that is uh, conspiracy. It was like a yeah. conspiracy that was going around. Oh, I, I definitely heard about it. I, I, I mean, you know, the, the coronavirus isn't any big deal. Anyone can beat it. It's not a big deal. Just get into your helicopter and go over to your private suite and be attended by the best doctors in the world 24 seven and, uh, have experimental treatments done on you that aren't allowed for anyone. Nope. No big deal. What's the problem? Coronavirus. Right. It's, it's, you're, it's the same way on how people, you know, I was that, uh, the episode of, uh, uh, South Park, where they ground up yeah. the money and inject it, so that way they could... <laughs> yeah, Magic Johnson has had uh, AIDS since AIDS was invented, and, and he's just fine. Yeah. No, I think my mom mentioned it was like, what was it, the 80? I mean, he had it really early relative, and... He, uh, he was he was the face of the fact that straight people could get AIDS. Right. November 7th... Nineteen ninety one, he announced that he had contracted HIV. Right, right. but I mean, it's... so ninety one is very, very early in the. I mean, now, now, from what I understand, it's down to one pill a day, and you'll never basically it's untraceable in your system. It's so low, and the chance of 
uh, passing it on even with sh- unprotected sex is is ultra ultra low like one in a million you know it's funny so, i remember back in the day i thought they'll never find a cure for hiv aids and they i mean they haven't but they they do have the medicine down to where it's almost a big fat nothing right not only can you just take one pill a day and you'll never have it bother you at all it suppresses it completely um, also, if for some reason you have unprotected sex and you're concerned and the other person has full-blown untreated AIDS, you can take whatever that prevention medicine is, and it pretty much makes it impossible for you to contract it as long as you take it within a few days of unprotected sex. So maybe Magic, so that's, maybe Magic Johnson needs to get coronavirus. <laughs> Plenty of rich people have gotten coronavirus. Mm-hmm. They still haven't solved that problem. Yeah. Well... Yeah, but, I mean, it's just showing you didn't think you could stop HIV. Now it's down to one pill a day. Trump already has conquered COVID. Yes. We're just waiting for his announcement. Well, I think his doctor said he's not really showing any symptoms anymore. I thought I read that. I, I might be wrong, but I thought I read that. But his Trump's doctor also said he's like in the pinnacle of health. He's like the healthiest human being ever. <laughs> And he had to lie about his height in order to make him off the morbidly obese scale and put him only on the obese scale. Yeah, so. but that scale is so... I mean, the one problem I have with that scale is that it's one of those things where... I mean, obviously, for, like, us, yeah, we're all just fat. But yes. but for, like, like uh lebron james he's obese for some reason like all these athletes are obese just due to the fact that they have so much muscle mass they're like it's like oh yeah you're obese no they're just buff (laughs) yeah well assure you lebron james doesn't fall to obese because he's probably like seven five so matt look that up for us how tall is lebron james because even if he weighed 300 pounds his height would uh, nullify his weight but absolutely all nfl players you know in your average height range of of six feet tall, all in the 300, 400 pound range with your linebackers, your linemen, your centers. They're huge, huge guys and not particularly tall in that sport. And they'd all be considered obese. And yet they, they're all fairly healthy. You know, their hearts are healthy right. and stuff like that. Can, can I ask right. a question? Uh, at a Trump gave, made some statements today. Uh, and he said that he thinks that it was a, that he, the fact that he got it was a blessing from God. It was a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah. And he said he singled out in particular a high dose of an experimental antibody cocktail from Regeneron, uh, yep. saying he requested it from his doctors and attributing his recovery to his, his effects. Where is the hydroxychloroquine? That's a preventative. You take it ahead of time. He's been taking that for weeks. Oh, okay. Is that, no, what it, is that what it's supposed to be as a preventative? It's not a cure I believe for, so. I thought it was a cure for if you, I mean, not that it wasn't a preventative, but I also thought right. it was a cure if you have it. If you have it, I you thought, take it, and it's gone. I thought it was a preventative. May have also been a cure. May have also dyed your hair blue and washed your car for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those catch-all. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me, hey, on another topic. LeBron, you want, say, you want to know how tall LeBron was, right? He's, yeah. He's 6'9". Okay. Like 69. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I'm guessing he'd have to be like 400 pounds no. to be obese. So 6'9", 250. At 250, he is considered overweight. 
<laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, at two fifty, at my height, uh, six foot tall, uh, you'd likely be obese. You'd be dead, right? <laughs> According to the scale. <laughs> Proof: I'm not dead yet. So, side note: I've lost nineteen pounds. Good job on your keto. No keto. Yeah. Good job. Keto. So, yeah, all I eat is meat. That's it. Just, just. Wait, you're going to go ve- ve- vegetarian according to Slaz. <laughs> how long, how long I have, didn't understand. How long have you I been on it? How was, two weeks. Good. Yeah. What's the but goal? Any diet. Uh, I don't know. We'll just see where we're at. Our first cheat day is November 6th. Mm. Okay. So, is that the day well, after the election? What day is the election? That's his birthday. What's the day? What day is the election? November 5th? No, that's uh, V for Vendetta Day. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I, no, I it, it's I'm, earlier. I think it's earlier than that. November 2nd? This is terrible. November Our 3rd. listeners are going to be like, November 3rd. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Google. I was going to say, I just because I think Halloween's on a Saturday, which means that it would be yeah, vote on Tuesday. Tuesdays. So, mm-hmm. so that would be earlier in the week or earlier in the month. Um. So, Something has frustrated me this week. I will tell you that, though. Okay. Is it the fact that you had to go to the DMV? That's what I did. No. And I already told you the solution to going to the DMV, which is get a, get a subscription to AAA. Not, wait, but your thing your thing can be done at AAA, right? Right. The, my problem is, or was, is that it was time for me to renew my license. And usually I just do that through AAA or online. But apparently, like, they don't want your picture to be from when you were, like, 21 when you're 35 hmm. and they're like, no, you have to come in. And I was like, Oh, wait, as I recall, when I was, when I've had to renew my driver's license, um, but not going for the photo, right. The every four years or whatever it is, the DMV just sends me a thing and I either go online yeah. and do an account or I don't have to go to AAA. I don't have to go anything, but I, were you ever able to go to AAA and get a new photo or whatever? I don't know. There's only certain things you can do at AAA. I know AAA. We I go there for my. I I would go to AAA for my registration. Well, you can't go there for your. Yeah. You can't go to AAA for your real ID. Yeah. Oh no! Hell no! Yeah. Which is funny, but you can go to AAA to get a passport. Oh really? Huh. Which would count I, as your real ID. Are you sure? Because I thought the post office handled passports. Well, I know my mom does them, and she works for the city. Hmm. She like works at City Hall in Chino Hills, and she oh, that's why there. she's got in. She's she's greasing the wheels. So mm. yeah, because the whole real ID thing, I was like, so we needed to travel, and I know a passport's more expensive, but a passport makes more sense if I'm going to pay to for an ID. I might as well just get the passport, which lets me travel internationally. Right. Like, yeah. but the real the real idea is going to be mandatory uh, countrywide in a few years. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's we'll see, or if passports still count as it. Well, I got my I got my Georgia driver's license. I went like two weeks ago, two three mm-hmm. weeks ago, something like that. Uh, had an appointment, got in and out of there pretty quickly. It was pretty simple, and then uh, it came today. I got it like in I don't know two or three weeks. Came real fast. Is it is it made out of paper? No. Does it have a coloring section? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. 
It's got a word. Um, it's got a word jumble. But no, it it was not. It was not. It, it, it has like one of those. What are those like dots where you mark the dots and draw like a kangaroo or something? Like to connect the dots. Like. <laughs> Yeah, as a connect the dots puzzle on the back. Yeah, we had a word jumble. There was Sudoku. <laughs> that's too advanced. That's all too advanced. That's yeah. that's all too advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, what's frustrating me this week is Netflix and all these other services. They have this uh, like button where you can add things to your queue or add it to your easy drop down menu to select things and then often when you boot them up it's like hey watch this that you were just watching but i want a dislike button because as the father of a three-year-old as soon as it turns on he always says i want to watch lizard i want to watch lizard and for those of you at home lizard is oscar's oasis a a cartoon with literally no dialogue or words of any type and is so mind-numbingly stupid. And every time he sees it on the screen, he immediately wants me to select it. And now Netflix drops things off of their queue all the time and adds new things all the time. I just want a button that's like a never show this again. What what about the part where dad says, no, we're not going to watch this? What about that part? Have you ever had a three-year-old bet? All right, so you're incapable of saying no to your child? LJ, help back me up here. Uh, I would say the problem is there's no good reason. I mean, if you're going to say no, you should have a good reason. And just because you dislike a show isn't a good enough reason to say no. Well, I don't have a th- yeah. I don't have a three-year-old, but it would seem to me that if, for a three-year-old, there is no such thing as a good reason because three-year-olds typically can't be reasoned with. Like when, I guess what I'll say is it's much easier to lie to your children than try and negotiate with them. Well, you don't have so, to negotiate. You just say no. When he wants more ice cream or more sugar, do you just go, okay, well, he's three. I'm going to give it to him. Or do you tell him no? Well, of course you tell him no. But it would be much easier if the prompt weren't there on the screen oh, sure. every time we turn it on sure. for a reason yeah. a reason to, I mean, for him to want to watch look, it. Look, all I hear is this generation – Putting uh, uh, responsibility on others and not taking responsibility for themselves—that's that's just all I'm hearing. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I, well, I mean, make... I, I, you don't like it. I have never watched it. I'm too busy watching, you know, My Little Pony, and could tell you all the characters and everything and how that whole everything about that awesome mm. show. I've seen only every episode at least three times. Well, I saw that Netflix Netflix is going to be introducing a thing that it's going to tell you what's coming to the streamer over the next year. The idea is that, like, people maybe won't drop their membership because they'll see, like, oh, this movie's coming or whatever. Right, because there are people. I never drop our membership because I'm too lazy. (laughs) But I know there's people out there who, like, depending on – they're like, oh, yeah, should we – there's a show on HBO that we like. So we drop our Netflix for two months when we get HBO and then we watch HBO to watch our show. And then when it's over, we get back on our net, like where they'd say they budget themselves so many streaming services to just go off and on. That's smart. Yeah. It just also takes a lot more effort. Why I just, just pay for all of them. I mean, cut the cord and just pay for every streaming service anyway. So that way Mm -hmm. you pretty much have 10 cords instead. Um, I saw on on Hulu on the Baywatch page, 
And by the way, I'm not trying to segue into the episode, but I just noticed this. They have categories. They have like best rescues, and then it's like certain episodes. But they have mystery. They have a section of like who done it or something like that under Baywatch. So these are episodes of Baywatch that like have a mystery element to them. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys have ever selected in Netflix like. Uh... Um, if you ever selected like sci-fi or one of the categories, and of course the first sh- movies that show up are like, you know, Matrix or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you start scrolling down and you're like, okay, I see a sci-fi element, and you start going lower and lower into the category, 20 movies, 30 movies, 40 movies deep, and you're like, that's not really sci-fi, but I guess. And then you start getting really deep, and then then Indian Bollywood movies start showing up. And you're like, there's Bollywood sci-fi, and then it's like, it's like, yeah, it gets so vague as to what details sci-fi. I mean, <laughs> by the way, there is Netflix and their international films. Uh, it's so many options are like Spanish or uh, Indian, as you said. Um, or, you know, Asian or whatever. I'm, I'm surprised at the breadth of international films um, there are. Oh, gosh. I was just watching. The other night, I got on a little South Park kick. It was on. It was on. I just kept watching the, the, the... I watched the newest episode that got released like a few weeks ago, which pretty much just dealt with COVID and the police and all of these things, which... Which was really funny. But then they did one from last year, which talks about how um, everything censored and made for China. And you just mentioned how all the foreign films. It was Mm -hmm. just funny. Because Randy ends up having a big marijuana farm and he wants to uh, do business with China. And while he's there, he bumps into Mickey Mouse, who's also doing business with China. And all of this stuff, and yeah, it was just. And then the boys have a rock band, and they're and they want to. Someone wants to make a documentary about them, but they're making it for China, so they can't say or do certain things in it because they want the Chinese money. And um, speaking of the boys, do you guys watch the boys at all on Amazon Prime? Nope, I've heard good things. I've heard it, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay, it's it's awesome. It's it's really good. The season two finale is Friday. So, yeah. So wait, what services do you have so we can know who to hit up for sponsorship? Uh, <laughs> I've well, I'm on somebody else's Amazon Prime. Yeah, I was uh-huh. gonna say by what by we have. Do you mean what we pay for or what we have access to? Because I'm not on my own <laughs> Prime either. I uh, I uh, I have Disney Plus. Yep. Um, Hulu, Netflix. I think Netflix. I'm on somebody else's. Maybe it's <laughs> it might be Melissa's Netflix. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, so Hulu, Netflix, Prime, and um, Disney Plus. I think that's it. So you're on someone else's Prime, and you can watch Prime shows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because I'm on someone else's Prime, but some of the Prime things, like, didn't seem to apply to me. For example, like, I'm 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 like a third tier on their prime and i can't like listen stream prime music for example okay oh, so prime I don't, music I don't... separate amazon music separate okay yeah i don't know it's a, se- it's a separate subscription because i know like amazon prime the video thing is like is like apple um tv slash movies or what like 
or iTunes or whatever you want to say. Some of the stuff you have to rent or buy, and some of it is like you can watch for free. But like all the Prime shows are free. I just log in through my dad's account. My dad's account is the one that's hooked up on our TV. Yeah. Oh, I've got to log in. Yeah. So I'm a. I have a Prime membership, but it's not mine. I have a Netflix membership, which is mine, and I have a Disney Plus membership, which is mine, and I have Hulu through Donahue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every everyone has Disney Plus. Yeah, because I have Hulu through uh, my cousin. Oh, I have Apple TV too. I have Apple TV free for a year right now. Yeah, so do I, but it ends in like November, like November 1st, I think it ends. What'd you buy, an, a new iPhone? Uh, Yes, I think, yes, yeah. it was a new iPhone. I got a new iPhone. Yeah. Ours, we still have a little bit of time on. And then uh, well, Disney, I didn't... Plus, Disney Plus, anyone with children has Disney Plus. That's it's true. Because our choice was, do we do Disney Plus or... Do we continue to rent or buy Disney movies on a regular basis? Right. Do we continue to raise our children or pay $7 a month for someone else to do it digitally? I'll tell you, I make that choice every time. <laughs> and it's called Lizard. And it's called yeah, Lizard. Come watch your, come watch this show. You know what's funny though? Lizard isn't on Disney. But I will say no, it's, on, it's on Netflix, you said. That's right. I was just saying so, watch Lizard. Yeah. Uh, Oscars Oasis has like, 40 episodes, 20 per season, two seasons. It's better than what he was watching before, which is Morphle, which has five episodes. Well, that gets real tired. So here's what I'm going to say, Dave. Yeah. Your, your son is you. Okay. Because <laughs> a horrible taste in media, what he watches and Absolutely. B watches the same thing all the time. Are you going to tell me if every time Waterworld popped up when you when somebody turned on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, you would be like, "No, I want to watch that. No, I want to watch that. No, I want to watch that." Exactly. Heck yeah, baby. I yeah. You know what's really disturbing is he is quite a bit like me because we just played our first video game together, which is Kirby, and he literally we were playing until one a.m. This is a three-year-old playing video games until 1 a.m. And when I finally said, it's time to stop, he threw the biggest fit crying, kicking his feet. Like, he would not put down the controller for nothing. So, and, uh, I assume then you only just keep dogs. playing. Because we don't tell, we don't say no to three-year-olds. <laughs> no, I, I turned it off. But, uh, also, he only eats hot dogs. Oh. That's fine. That sounds which, which that sounds right for a thrill, like eating just one thing, being into just one well, thing. I mean, and that's no, but that's thing. exactly what I did as a kid. Oh. Everything my parents would offer me, it'd be like hot dog, hot dog, and uh, watching the same friend... thing though. That there's a reason why I've seen every episode of My Little Pony multiple times because I mean they won't watch the same episode over and over, but they will just be like. I mean, they'll just sit there and watch through and like, oh, do you want to watch a different show? No. We'll just keep watching My Little Pony. Oh, are you sure? And then they'll get on a kick. They're like, oh, no, we want to watch Elena of Avalor, which then means for the next two months, all we watch is Elena of Avalor. And my experience with you was not that you ate hot dogs all the time. It was cheesecake. But anyways. (laughs) Don't make me put a hot dog in that cheesecake. Oh. Eating cheesecake all the time just seems heavy. 
We would we would go through the drive through of Jack in the Box across the street from church. He would order his food. He would order two slices of cheesecake, I'm pretty sure. And then he would just take the one piece. He would get it from them. And the first thing he would do is he'd take one piece of cheesecake out of the out of the package, and he would just kind of like like a boa constrictor taking down a, a, a rat or something, just just down. No fork, no bites, just sliding it down. Well, and, his... and on his on his cheat day after this diet, that's what he's gonna do. He's just gonna order five cheesecakes and just have them all on his line on his arm and just slide straight down into his mouth. Yeah. He was like he was like Jack Joey Chestnut. Cheesecake is so narrow; it just goes, it just slides right down your gullet. It was it's like a he was like Joey Chestnut or something. Yeah, <laughs> the way he Dipping ate those cheesecakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a reversal, folks. We have a reversal. <laughs> Being an announcer for the freaking hot dog eating contest must be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's get we... that in slow mo. <laughs> yep. Still disgusting. You guys want to talk about the episode? Oh yeah. Why not? That's what we're here for. So, so... our episode is money honey that's right and here is the hulu summary after mitch makes a heroic ocean rescue while working at her private beach party a hollywood producer offers mitch the starring role in a movie meanwhile harvey and shawnee hold a a wild bikini contest to raise money for an aquatic rescue group I like that the meanwhile about the bikini contest is like the very last thing that happens in the episode. Um, before we really get into it, um, as all the listeners know, all of them, I was uh, I was unable to be a part of the um, second episode of this season, which was the um, highest rated one we've had so far. Yeah, Weird. it was this, it was the second part to the season premiere. Um, and but I did listen to the episode that y'all recorded. And I took some notes about just like a little odds and ends, clear up some stuff. <laughs> so I'll sprinkle them throughout, and I'm going to drop a couple right now. Um, Dave, you were asking about the Hoff's wife, right? Um, she played yes. multiple characters throughout the run of the show. Okay. So she doesn't play the same character, but she will appear several times as different characters. Mm. You guys were talking about... Oh, she was on set when he had to make out with the the woman he saved. Um, yeah, she may not have actually been on set that day. You know, as, in talking to my wife and stuff, and listening to you know podcasts where people who are in the business um, talk about their experiences, like office ladies. Um, if you aren't if you aren't um, on the job that day, if you don't have any scenes, you're probably not going to be on set. Um, now that gotcha. she was married to the Hoff, so she might have been on set anyways, but it's possible that she wasn't um, there. Mm. Um, Dave, you brought up the ha- the Hoff hamburger incident. The dr- it, yes. it was in 2007, and his daughter put it out there to show off his alcoholism because he was struggling with that. Yeah. Is um, he not anymore? Is he all better? Do you I don't think? know. Did Dr. Drew help him out or something? Or <laughs> Maybe. Um, and then there was some talk about, like I said, I have a, a lot of different little notes, but there was some talk about Hobie, so I, I looked him up. Um, Hobie 1, um, Hobie he, Season 1. Hobie actually, 1 Kenobi? Hobie 1 Kenobi. He was actually um, four years older than Hobie 2. Um, so and when, 10 times politer and nicer. 
That's true. Mm. So Hobie two is uh, an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hobie one was thirteen when he was on Baywatch. Hobie two was eleven when he was on Baywatch. Um, so that also kind of explains maybe why they're acting different. The second one is a little bit more immature, maybe. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, it, and I don't know that he had as much experience prior to Baywatch as uh, Hobie one did. Still distracting as of this episode. I'm hoping my brain gets over it. No, I, 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 don't, I, I don't believe you, Dave. You don't remember. You don't remember. You didn't remember the names of the kids in the group that you led. Um, you don't remember <laughs> faces. Um, you no, didn't even I, remember. No. I agree now with Dave. The reason why it's so distracting is because old Hobie was a overall a good kid. This kid, I want to punch in the face. This character. Agent of Hobie, this Hobie sucks. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think Dave's. Go- I don't think Dave remembers much because I talked about in the episode the week prior. I talked about she was. She did like his wife. I said she played. I, I like seven different characters or whatever. I got into very specifics, and we get to this episode, and I said she plays the reporter in this. One week later, Dave's like, um, his wife shows up at some point, right? <laughs> So, anyways. Maybe my subconscious was remembering that comment. My conscious didn't. But I remembered reporter and wife, and that's why I brought it well, up. Well, what we need so. to do is take a note right now and see if, by the time we start season three of Baywatch, if we could, if Dave could even describe what season one Hobie even looked like. <laughs> yeah. So, he reminded me of the one of the sons from... Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, maybe? Okay. Is that the kid from, from uh, Home Improvement? He was the middle Home Improvement. He was the middle kid in Home Improvement. There were three of them. Yes. Uh no, okay. I take it back. He looks like the older one. Brad? I yes. think his name was Brad. Yeah, it was. All right. And then there was Gothmark. Yeah. All I know is that Jonathan Taylor Thomas, as weird as it sounds, he like did a spread on like girls teen Wait. Vogue or seventeen or something, and I was like I was like I was like, they idolize little boy actors like it's disgusting. Why did you, you, never why did you know and why did you have a copy? I didn't have a copy. My niece is like 15 years my junior or 10 years my junior. You haven't heard of. Live with us. Hold on. You haven't heard of Tiger Beat? Like, Kirk Cameron was on the cover of these things. Like, kids. Yes. Teen, teen exactly. girl magazines. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas have been? No, the reason, no, I'm, what I'm saying is, it was the Jonathan Taylor Thomas-like posing that first brought me into the whole notion of they have magazines for little girls devoted to little boys and making them desirable. I won't say, I won't say sexy, but at least trying to make them like little teeny bopper stars. So that was, that tells you how long ago that I was disturbed by it. It was when Jonathan Taylor Thomas was on the cover. So you're on board a hundred percent with the idea that they would try to sexualize or make attractive young girls for boys, but that they would try to make attractive young boys for girls. That's just. They make attractive young Girls for boys on uh, there's boys magazines with with girls in some type of poses. I'm not familiar. There has to be because you have to think of all these actresses that we that all of a sudden are like, oh, they're hot, and it's like, hang on, they just turned 
18. That means they've been being posted around and just, you know, not nothing like, not it's not like Playboy, but just, you know, they've been sort of been idolized since they were 16 years old. There's yeah, plenty of yeah. Alyssa Milano, been- Christina Applegate, to name like two that would have been like teens in our. I guess I just don't remember a male version of Tiger Beat or a male version of the magazine 17 or all of those like kind of for girls magazines. I don't remember a male version. I mean, the male version, not anywhere near it would be something like Playboy or something. No, the male version, well, I mean, the the more adult male version would be like Max, uh, Maxim. Mm -hmm. Oh, and wasn't there like an even grittier version of Maxim? I don't know. I'm just saying Maxim's not Maxim follows more with that where it's not nude. It's just <laughs> sexy there clothing. Was, I remember there was Maxim stuff and FHM. Those were the three like big ones that I remember. I think it's stuff. Okay. Uh, I don't remember one being grittier, if you will, or more sexualized than the other. Okay. But I mean I think I'm thinking of like Britney Spears was idolized when she was young. Right. Um, no, I'm definitely not okay with it. I guess I just, it was weird to me to like have these magazines that like women could buy with, or kids could buy with young pictures of young male actors on like, I don't know, for them to idolize. I didn't think that there was a similar thing for males except for porn. So Mm. there, there was, it was, it's called all media images. Yeah, because I, I, I was about to say, I was like, I don't know how old. I'm just trying to think back to, like, the popular music videos when I was, mm. you know. Yep. But, like, something like um, like Britney Spears, like, like, Oops, I Did It Again. She was probably, like, 17 or 18, and she's just wearing a little, you know, schoolgirl outfit. I mean, you've seen, yeah. I'm surprised, like, you can't think back to movies from the 80s or 90s or TV shows from the 80s or 90s where the girl had posters up of whoever the actor was, right? Whether in their bedroom, like, within the context of shows, whether it was, like, right. Kirk Cameron or whomever, they just have these posters up that, you know, they came from, I mean, Tiger Beat is the one that comes to mind. Um, right. But, I don't know, Bebop Magazine, uh, Rocksteady, I don't know. <laughs> nice reference. Thank you. Old reference. Um, but let's get back to the episode. Yep, I'm glad. I'm glad we got that long s- discussion out of the way about JTT and how Dave had a magazine he jerked off with. Well, <laughs> Dave, Dave was Amish. He made the cream that went into uh, cheesecakes. That's right. Um. So, so right off the bat, we learned that one up we get another job of Baywatch, which is animal rescue, mm-hmm. because they don't they are the ones who deal with it. Like at first, I was confused, like oh, they see it's injured, and I thought, oh, well, I bet normally what you would do right now is call it in to the animal rescue group or whatever, because I guarantee they know who to call, and they do. And then that you would pretty much, as a lifeguard, would try to just sort of keep distance from it and make sure no one else got near it. And that would nope. be your sort of crowd control type job. Instead, they jump on it with blankets. 
When are when are you guys going to accept that the Baywatch lifeguards do everything? Absolutely. When, I mean, go back to late. Go, go back to late in the episode, and you've got you've got Baywatch. A guy gets injured. They put him on a stretcher and then load him into the ambulance. No, wait, nope. They load him into the Baywatch truck. And then, now this was the only surprising line, is when Mitch says, get him to the ER. And I'm like, don't you take him in an ambulance to the ER? Nope. Baywatch truck. You don't know which ER he meant. He meant the Baywatch emergency room. That must have been it, because I was like, how dare you release him into such unskilled hands as a hospital? What do you, Shani, you should keep him in Shani Baywatch. Shawnee was performing the surgery. <laughs> That's right. They can do anything because um, Harvey comes out and just ad-libs his way into being a agent that the Hollywood yeah. producer totally buys and believes. I said, I said, um, I said, how does Harvey know all about deals? What a dumb question. <laughs> He's a lifeguard. <laughs> you, for, you forget that's part of their core. I, the, the training course, it's hard because you enter the lifeguard program when you're only four years old because of all the training you need. Because you need to have a at least a a above entry level idea of every single job in the world. Mm-hmm. There can be nothing you don't know. You might not be no. the best at it, but you have to at least know enough about acting and being an agent and representing someone for a situation like that, where it was totally necessary. Well, you know why Slaz isn't on the show tonight, right? Because, because our deal is pay for play or pay or play. And he knows yeah. it. He was like, pay or play. I don't have to do it. I get paid. <laughs> it's either that or it's the the or that Hollywood producer is one of the worst people. Because I in my head I was like, look, this guy the Hoff had already admitted that he wasn't an actor. And that he knew nothing about it and that he didn't really want to get involved. Yet somehow Harvey comes out and says a minute of dialogue and all of a sudden she's like, All right, we got a deal. Man, By the way, he, know, he knows how to deal, and it's like, what? You should, you should have been like, these guys have no nothing. Let me screw them out of money. His right. his questioning himself, Mitch is questioning himself also about what or to her or whatever, where he's like, I'm not an actor. That's also out of character for Baywatch lifeguards. Like, since when does you are a lifeguard not mean you also are that thing that you are talking about? Like Harvey should have held up a, a mirror to pulled him aside, held up a mirror to him, and been like, "Okay, say that again, Mitch." And then Mitch would have been like, looking at himself, "I'm not an act. Wait, a, I'm just a lifeguard. Wait a second, I'm both." Were, yeah. were you guys a little weirded out when Hoff is practicing, and then it looks like him and Shawnee are about to get <laughs> I was it like, on? Yes, I was like, "This and is was such like, a weird scene." I was like, "What is happening?" And then, and then and Thor like, just pops up in between them. <laughs> Good job, Baywatch, for actually well, making entertaining TV for one. Yeah, because, no, I was actually like, okay, this is actually funny. Like, I'm for a second, this. I thought it was a dream. Like, I thought it was a dream. The Shawnee, the beginning of that that scene, I thought it was a, a dream that one of them was having. I didn't know. And then Thorpe steps up in the middle, and I was like, oh, this is a dream. Some weird, he's going to wake up, some weird, bizarre dream. And then all of a right. sudden it pulls back and everybody's saying, I was like, okay. 
<laughs> also, yeah, the in- way that Thor pops up like a fish out of water, he's like, Bruh! just popping up between them. It was it was funny. And I want to, I do want to make a, a a correction, although I certainly could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure the word is scuzz bucket, not scud bucket. I I yes, feel like the does. term scuzz, but they kept telling him it was scud, and Hobie was like, like scud missile, and even um, Thorpe later is like scud bucket when he like Mitch is doing his screen test or whatever. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Mitch was right that the the script might have said scud bucket, but I'm pretty sure the term was scuzz bucket. Yeah, it's kind of lazy writing, as per usual. Like, um, they should have had him saying Scud Bucket, and he should have said Scuzz Bucket. He should have been correcting him to Scuzz. Because a person was Scuzzy, right? You would just, you could describe a person in the 80s as, like, a, as Scuzzy. Right. So, anyways. So, I mean, it's all, it's, it's all um, not real words anyway. I mean, yeah. it's all colloquialisms or whatever you want to call Slang. it. Slang. Slang, yeah. So, but yes, it all comes from scum or scuzz, uh, you know, something undesirable, but it's not scud, scud bucket. Like scud- I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. Scud bucket. Let's see. Baywatch first reference. Scud bucket. Urban dictionary. No. The... Scud bucket. In Scotland, similar to scud book. <laughs> I don't believe anything. I mean, Urban Dictionary is worse than. Well, I've got an entry in Urban Dictionary. There is a de- there is an entry in Urban Dictionary for scuzz bucket, a dirt there, bag. That right. Bill can't hold a job, but that's scuzz bucket, not scud bucket. Right? Uh, no, scud bucket's only reference on Urban Dictionary is a reference to something in Scotland. Uh, okay, that bill can't hold a job, mooches money off others, has a sketchy legal history, history, and tries to get with girls he has no business trying to get with. Makes him a scuzz bucket. Improperly used in Baywatch. Oh, wow. <laughs> you should add that. You could add that. <laughs> totally add it to Urban Dictionary right now, live. Okay. We can make changes to our society as we speak. Um, Very small changes that no one cares about. No, they all care. Someone will see this and be like, oh, yes, awesome. Now, we were talking about the sea lion and them earlier, right? But my question is, do do sea lions respond to soothing talk and names? Just like a cat, like a kitten. Hey, kitty, 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 kitty. But even, Absolutely. Even cats don't really respond. I mean, they might come, but they also might not. So you can't really say that, you know, calling the cat is what brought the cat, you know. There, I mean, right. dogs you train, cats, as far as I know, you don't. They should have opened a can of tuna, because whenever I open a can in my kitchen, and not a can of whoop-ass, whenever I open a can, the uh, the cats come running, even though we don't feed them out of cans. That's the bizarre part. Our cats eat dry food and have eaten dry food for years and years, but you open a can, whether it's tomato paste or tuna, they come running and meowing at your feet. I'm like... Is this ingrained? Have you been taught that the sound of a can opener might mean something you find delicious? Yeah. It's weird. Well, They should have opened a can of sea lion chow. That's true. Now, I've watched all four episodes of season two so far. Uh, and la- and um, when I wasn't there for the episode, you guys, I think Dave uh, posed the question, is this new lifeguard Harvey, right? Is he yeah. the new court? 
Harvey yeah. is no court. Harvey is like a dweeb. Like, I can see some similarities, I guess, a little bit, but like, court was like mischievous and got into stuff. Like, Harvey's just like a, like a goofball. Yeah. A horny goofball. A horny goofball. Court wasn't horny because he was always getting laid. Right. But Court also played stupid games. Remember when he like, remember when he tempted that dog into the water so he could rescue it so he could get with that girl? Yeah. Like, hey, listen, there's, there's certainly similarities that you can draw between the two, but, uh, the, the Harvey is no is Court. Harvey would just go look at that girl and be like, I like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Har- court would be scheming his way into her bed. No. See, Court gets the dog in and schemes his way that way. Harvey waits until they've been violently attacked and then asks why he didn't, they didn't give him a chance. Yeah. That's right. And then, and then it doesn't matter because they both lose when they just come on to Hoff, the Hoff regardless. That's true. We you know, live- that reminds me of something in this episode. So last episode dealt with, um, you know, violence against women and, and, and rape and, and the like. And, um, th- those are always been relevant topics, but certainly, um, we now take reporting and violence and sexual violence against women far more seriously than at the time of the show. And now this week they show a director coming on to the actor and him turning her down and her saying, I can make you a star. Producer. And yeah. And I was like, that's, I mean, of course we know it's been going back since, since film existed. Um, the casting couch. But, yeah, the cast, but it was inter- I was like, wow, like, you know, 30 years ago and, and addressing this so predominantly. I mean, that's why he loses his starness and the, the, the chance to be in the movies because literally she comes on to him and's like, do this, don't disappoint me, you know? So. Well, that's because you're also dealing with a time, and I don't know whether it still exists, but you know, the 80s and 90s where, you know, uh, a a, per, a woman in power might come on to a, a man and he'd be like, it's sex. Like, why would you say no to that? Like, even that was Harvey's kind of attitude. Like, she was she was a, a, a knockout. Like, I can't no, believe you. No, she wasn't. You. She was not I, a knockout. Shaking my head violently. <laughs> uh, they would tell you from Police Academy one differently. Was that the actress? Yeah. From, okay. I think, I think she's... Uh, Heavily sexually harassed by the newer, by like the Goot and his crew. Okay. So, but anyways, yeah. So, you know, it, it was that whole attitude back in like the 80s and maybe it still exists now, but like you wouldn't turn, why would you turn that down? Like, it, you know, she's good looking. Oh, it's very much. Look at these. Um, there's something called the pizza dare where girls will either get naked or scantily clad and open the door for the pizza man and then like, videotape it uh and then often the comment is imagine if the roles were reversed and how quickly they'd have the cops called on them where people expect oh it's a pizza guy you open open the door to a beautiful naked woman that's every guy's dream that's every that's that's the premise of every porno (laughs) i didn't say where i saw the videos (laughs) which but go ahead uh, but but of course, if a woman pizza driver opened the door to uh, even a sexy man, that would be like sexual harassment. Call the cops, you know, report this and get him in trouble. 
So it's the same with those Tiger Beat magazines trying to turn Jonathan Taylor Thomas into a sex object. Um, (laughs) Speaking of pornos, uh, that actor had quite the porn stash in the episode. The lead uh, (laughs) action guy. So this leads me to another thing that I've dealt with while watching Baywatch, and that is, I saw I I watch these episodes. I go, oh, that guy looks sort of familiar. Oh, Oh, that actor. And then I realize, no, they don't, because they just end up looking some something like someone else who's already famous, because this is only Baywatch. Right. This isn't Seinfeld or Friends, where you could watch and watch all these actors, you know, play these minor roles in it as they were getting bigger. Nope. These people just went on, I would look them up and they'd be like, oh yeah, they appeared on also on eight episodes of Days of Our Lives. Like, well, oh, okay. no, I think that there is some of that happens. Um, I, like the Asian villain from the season premiere, he's he went on and did some. I, I mean, I know he did Lost a, a few several episodes of Lost. I'm pretty sure as part of Dharma. Um, but I, Saturday Night Live, for example, that is a propellant into a whole career. I don't think that Baywatch was a propellant like a like wow. If you were on Baywatch, your career was going to explode. But I don't think that was the case on any of these types of shows in the eighties or nineties. Like if you were on Magnum PI, which was a very popular show, right? Mm-hmm. That that wasn't going to necessarily propel your career. No, but it I might be it was something that you might have done, like an, a credit, but it wasn't something that was. So I think I think that there are. I'm not going to say a majority, but there are some actors. I mean, I've read off some of them, like in season one, where I was like, oh, this person went on and did this, that, and the other. So I think this is one of those things like, oh, he did a McDonald's commercial first or whatever, and then was in like an episode of Baywatch and was in an episode of Married with Children and was in an episode of, you know, Silver Spoons or whatever, and then got right. their break on um, whatever. Like Julia Louis Dreyfus, like if you look back at her early filmography, it's you know it's stuff that wouldn't propel somebody, True. you know. Like yeah, I wonder if it's just happenstance where you just happen to have this, you know, lightning in a bottle. For example, I'm thinking of the movie The Outsiders. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of young male actors and that movie is a great movie i love the outs out but it's not it didn't win a bunch of academy awards and just you know it wasn't the hottest thing ever in fact it might be more of a cult classic than necessarily an automatic classic but a lot of the actors on there went on to do big great things Mm -hmm. and they were young at the time so i wonder if it's more of just a happenstance rather than a true driver of like, oh, yeah, if you were on this movie, you were definitely destined to do great things later. So Saturday Night Live is a and it is maybe a unique example of if you get on there and do a few years, you're likely to go on to future success. Or, I mean, or stay I'm, there forever like Keenan. Yeah. Right. But I think I've even seen him on commercials and stuff outside well, of SNL. Well, Keenan's Yeah. Yeah, but I, from what I've read, actually, Keenan actually likes... I think Keenan likes SNL. Cause he does, he, and he's the longest cast member ever. Because most actors, eventually, I mean, they end up leaving not only because they get other things, but because they get other things, they rather be in a a whatever TV show 
because it's easier to be in a sitcom than on a show where you have to get ready for a live show every single week. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're, I mean, I think it's just, you know, a lot of them just can't keep up with the, you know, eventually after a few years, you're sort of just fried from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're talking about other shows and things, so I'll, I'll refer back. Um, one of the shows that Dave referenced, Mask, in yes. the episode. The well, Mask with so it, <laughs> Mask stood for Mobile Armored Strike Command. It ran for two seasons and 75 mm. episodes. They fought Venom. Um, it was a hybrid of G.I. Joe and Transformers. Uh, which ran, started a year before Mask, I think, and went to 87. Um, and it was voted by, I think, IGN magazine in two, or website or whatever in 2009 as the 99th best animated show. <laughs> no, I don't know if that was like of the 80s or, or what. Um, so I just thought I'd drop a little mask knowledge. I remember mask. The cars would always turn, the vehicles would always turn into something else. There was like a motorcycle that I think became a helicopter or something. One car, yeah. there was a car that would go underwater. The one that there you was were a talking, car that could fly by opening its door. Yeah, I think it was like, well, it would open doors and drop like a jet, like fire things and stuff. Like it would go through a bit of a transformation. It wasn't just doors up and now right. it flew. I think it was like a Camaro. But they were not, they were not alive. The car, no. the, 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 the vehicles had operators which could magically or whatever through technology make the vehicle turn into something else. Yeah. Somehow, the truck was my favorite because it was so ridiculous and so obviously overpowered. I turn on my high beams and I can drive through solid matter. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Baywatch, yeah. that's why Baywatch wanted, Wanted that new boat? That's what it could do. We just haven't seen them use that Which, power yet. I do love that the boat got a like a, a, a uh, got its own scene there at the end of the movie, or at the end of the show. I mean, like there was it. Did I miss the boat when Dang they took it. when they took Gilly out into the ocean to like let her return to the sea or whatever with the other sea otters at the end? Sea oh, lions. I must have gotten distracted at the end. I I, I remember. I remember. They got the money. Mitch came up with twenty grand. They were all impressed, and then I don't and know. And then what credits happened. After happened. That. That's where well, I went to. Sh- Shawnee, Shawnee, Eddie, Hoff, and the doctor guy—they're all out in the middle of the ocean. Well, not maybe quite the middle of the ocean, but they're all out in the ocean on the boat with Gilly, and they're releasing her back into the ocean. And then there's like a scene of all these other sea otters or, or whatever it was, um, kind of hanging out by like a dinghy. Okay, that must have been at the point I was watching. I was watching Netflix how I want to watch it, which is on a couch on my cell phone with headphones in so I wouldn't distract the kids. And Tristan is, meanwhile, trying to bury me in stuffed animals. Um, Literally. So the montage scene on Are you talking set, about the black and white one? The, 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 <laughs> yeah, the black and white behind the uh. scenes. I literally laughed out loud when that first beat hit. I like that they're taking some risks with their montages. Like this one's black and white at times. It, I was, it was great. Um, I then went to go look. I was like, okay, this music sounds like 
I just love that the show, I mean, this isn't super uncommon, but the show, especially for shows back then, but Mm -hmm. they came, all these shows are Baywatch original music, like all the music is Baywatch original music. Okay. Where all they're doing is probably trying to get as close to, oh, we want a, you know, this kind of vibe. Okay, cool. We'll write something. Oh, only has to be 30 seconds. Awesome. We'll write a 30 second song for that. Um, but the, it, it, the montages have been fantastic in season two. <laughs> Cause I like the second montage, which was just TNA. And I'm like, there you go. Baywatch way to get into your target. Audience. Was that for the bikini? Was that for the bikini contest? Oh yeah. Okay. Do you remember last season when Thorpe was going to uh, fire Shawnee because she had inadvertently posed for a magazine? Yeah, remember that episode? And he's oh, yeah. fully on board for a bikini contest this season. Times have changed. Well, was Thorpe married at the time that he was still holding those views? I don't remember if this was before the episode where his wife left him, and then he was bought that sports car, or after. <laughs> <laughs> because maybe that maybe that changes too. You know, he's like a, a radical like. Um, you know, everything's by the book and, you know, no sexuality outside of marriage. And all of a sudden he gets divorced. He's like, sky's the limit, baby. Bring yeah, those so, bikinis. So I also Thorpe was like, to- I did wait till I got married to have sex. I'm not going to wait again. Um, <laughs> I want to. So going back to the acting, we have the Hoff who is playing a bat is playing Mitch. Who's a bad actor. Yeah. So does it take skill to be an actor playing a bad actor i think i thought so i think it does i what i'm impressed with is that mediocre actor hoff was able to play bad actor hoff <laughs> i i was actually you know i it brought me out of the scene a little bit and, you know and, and i was like hey David Hasselhoff's not bad at playing a bad actor. <laughs> the director, the the real director of Baywatch that for that episode was like, Hoff, just be yourself. Just be yourself. I, I was also trying to figure out, was he trying to fight the guy with the chainsaw or do like a dance robot move? No, because he, he was. <laughs> he, I thought he was trying to do, he seemed to me to be trying to do some kind of like a Bruce Lee like. Because he was kind of hopping from foot to foot with his like. Like okay, side, you know what I mean. So we have that that they're filming on the beach with the chainsaw guy, and we already talked about this crazy guy who goes to the ER. What yes. the fuck was up with this guy? Well, he was just some Wait. angry random guy just throwing people around on the beach. I thought that, yes, I, he's talking about two different things. He's talking about two different things. That's okay. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. The actor was the guy who they sent to the ER in the back oh, of the truck. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I don't think the plot needed a crazy person to show Mitch was a hero. That was such a weird scene. Just like out of nowhere, this dude's just walking around attacking people and almost zombie-esque. Yes, I was going to say, I I honestly was like, are we about to have a zombie right now? Because he was just sort of like grunting and me like, grabbing them and just sort of throwing people around and then surprised. just would move on to the next person. I mean, the way Hulk he was, smash. the way he was fighting and almost, you know, unstoppable. I, I have expected Garner to show up and be like, this guy's on PCP. Remember PCP yes. was a thing in the eighties that was like, they break handcuffs. 
Yeah, I just thought yeah. that was such a so weird. Like there was no other way to show that that Mitch was like. Oh, anyways. And yeah, again, again, all you need is a ten-second intro. Just just a guy and a gal sitting there, um, uh, you know, having a having a domestic dispute, and the guy's like, "Well, f you anyway." He backhands her um, because he's an abuser, and immediately you're you're done. Now now you have someone come up to him, says, "Man, you can't do that." Now that guy's like, "Shut up! I do what I want." He hits him. Well, now another guy comes up, and you can't be hitting people on the beach. Boom! He or, throws or, him. Or you do even less. You just do what they did last episode. Where you just had two guys fighting in the water without any explanation. Oh. But right, all right. they said was, What what's going on over there? It looks like a fight. Or and, you yeah. do you do the brilliant move, which is you just have a guy walking through looking like he's insane on drugs and attacking people, and some guy go, That guy's attacking us. <laughs> it was something. left field, baby. So by the way. So when the producer's pitching to Mitch, she's like, yeah, you could do it. And he's like, ah, I can't. I'm a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We'll just change the main character. You'll be a lifeguard by day who moonlights as a private detective. I put a note in there. Baywatch Nights just got pitched. (laughs) The only thing that that pitch was missing that Baywatch Nights has is the paranormal part. Yeah. Now, I, again, I haven't seen Baywatch Nights, and we've probably already talked about it, but it just reminded me again. Is Baywatch Nights going to be true paranormal, or is it going to be Scooby-Doo, we thought it was a ghost, we thought it was a this, we thought it was a werewolf? Dave, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the notes. You talked about how Scooby-Doo taught us not to fear monsters, but to fear people. Yes. And I think really, uh, at its core, it taught you to fear old, rich Whitey. Because it was always <laughs> old, rich Whitey. Who was the villain, right? Like, he was trying to get richer. He was the owner of the this, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I do believe it's, I do believe it's true paranormal. Okay. So they'll, they'll, they'll be a werewolf. They'll be a vampire. They're literally spirits, ghosts, something. Curses and demons. I, and... I think so. Okay. Baywatch Nights goes charmed. I, or Buffy. Yeah. Or, or X-Files. Yeah. X-Files, right. Now, I literally have never watched an episode of X-Files all the way through. Was there true paranormal, or was it always just a mystery what's going on? There was true paranormal. There was true aliens. aliens. Yeah. Okay. And there were other unexplained phenomena. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I never never watched a single episode of X-Files. Really? I know. Yeah. Wow. Not because it was super popular, just because it would – that's kind of in your wheelhouse. Yeah. It was more of a drama mystery and less sci-fi-ish. It seemed like it was soft on sci-fi. I think I watched like the first three or four seasons and liked it, but for some reason just was no, like, no, right, I'm cool. Say, it, it's, it's more of a realistic, it's not as fantasy-based as like Charmed. Right. Because it deals with FBI agents whose job it is to deal with the things that that the the regular FBI can't solve. Because they don't. Know. I'll tell you a show that I did watch, and it's a little earlier than, uh, and I think it, it probably wouldn't hold up Mask. at all. To the Twin Peaks. <laughs> no, um, Friday the Thirteenth the series. Oh, I watched Friday the Thirteenth the series. Friday the Thirteenth series was awesome. 
It was a bunch of people whose job it was to recover ancient artifacts that I think had been stolen from uh well they either they own an antique shop as their guys to why they had to bring these artifacts but the artifacts had real powers the like one of them was like a uh, the the previous owner of the shop had like made a deal with Satan and then he like broke the deal I believe but all of these objects were cursed so there was like an episode where it was about this author who was like a true crime novelist and he was writing about like this, like serial killers. Um, and what it was is he had bought this pen and he would, um, stick it into the person's like neck and like draw. It was like a, uh, like a like, syringe. No, no, it was like a ink and like a, like a quill kind of or like ink pen or whatever. And he would draw yeah. like he was drawing ink into the thing, but it was their blood and then he could control them. So then he would write like, Oh, um, he, he stalked her and then he killed her. And then that person would, you know, do it. And he ended up helping the cops, um, um, find each of these killers. Cause in the book he would give enough, you know, clues or whatever it was. Um, but it always required a sacrifice, no matter what the yes. object was, it always required a sacrifice. You say you had to kill somebody or essentially you always had to kill somebody. So it was these, these objects that were cursed by Satan that were used by people, um, and yeah. Yeah, and the objects were super powerful too. Like, one of them had a watch that from 12 o'clock to 13 o'clock, it would stop time for an hour. And as long as you killed someone during that time, you could do anything else you wanted in that hour. So like steal and whatever, and just kill someone to feed the clock uh, more time. And so the, the, the people who ran the antique shop had to go and rescue these objects and, and stop the, the bad things from happening. Now, and then use LJ, them for their own evil? <laughs> no, they, yeah, they were just trying to go. Now, LJ, you're probably asking yourself, why was it called Friday the 13th, the series? What did that have to do with Jason? Nothing. No, it's like it Halloween just, 3. Yeah, it's just a way, <laughs> it was just a way to get people to hopefully watch. I think they did something like, 50 episodes or something, 30, 40 episodes. It, it was on for like two or three years. No, I love I that guess, show. My guess is it's one because it's in that stage too of when, like how Halloween, we had Halloween with, you know, um, Michael Myers and Halloween 2. And then they were like, oh, but Halloween 3, we're going to switch it up. You know, we don't want every Halloween just to be about the same thing. We're going to switch it up. And so they were probably trying to do something like that too. Like, oh, yeah, Friday the 13th isn't just Jason, it's also. All these other, you know, paranormal, normal, you know, yep. horror type things. And then they go, oh, that's not as popular. I guess we'll just stick to the same killers and just keep using them for everything. Or just because maybe Friday the 13th didn't, because you can't own the name Friday the 13th. Kind of like how they came out with that Ghostbusters cartoon, which had a giant monkey. As one of the Ghostbusters. And then they had to come out with the cartoon called The Real Ghostbusters that had like Egon and all the real characters. And you're like, what happened to that monkey Ghostbusters? What? And they're like, hey, you did, you didn't copyright the name Ghostbusters. So we went with it. Well, I'm, I, I'm on the, the, uh, IMDb page for it. And it ran for, um, like 60 some odd episodes over three years. Um, gotcha. Uh, but the font on the poster or on the box set, I believe is the same font for Friday the 13th. I believe is the same font as the movie. Yeah. I, mm. my guess is they're, 
I mean, they could be connected and then like just always meant to be a separate spinoff. Yeah. Right. There was, yeah, there was no clear connection um, made, but it was from 87 to 90. Curse Antiques. Matt, your, your job this week is to figure out why the Ghostbusters cartoon existed with a monkey as one of the Ghostbusters. And then the real Ghostbusters came out with the actual characters and how that came about. Was it like Hanna-Barbera throwing the middle finger to whoever the director of Ghostbusters was because they didn't copyright or, or, or not patent, but, um, you know, they didn't uh, register the name Ghostbusters before the movie. And then the real Ghostbusters came out. Figure that out for us, Matt. Well, I mean, that is your task. I'm not really that interested in the real Ghostbusters versus Ghostbusters. If if you are, there was a monkey. There was a monkey. Cool. <laughs> All I right. thought you were going to ask me to deep dive Friday the Thirteenth the series. No, you just want to watch and, it. If you and want to read. By the way, while we're talking about the paranormal and Satan uh, cursed objects or whatever, I figure I'll bring up my last, the last little note I made, which was. You guys were talking about 6G and the Mark of the Beast and all that kind of stuff. And you were talking about flipping it upside down, like, you know, the G upside down, and it looks like a 6. If they just said the G and 5G and, and the, all the others, I think it's capitalized. So 6G, you don't need to flip anything upside down. A capitalized G looks similar to a 6. I have no idea what you're referencing anymore. Last it was something that I mentioned last week. It's my personal pet theory that every 3G, 4G, 5G, they've always had conspiracies about how it's something bad. Look it up because I was at the T-Mobile store buying a phone and they were talking about 5G and literally the T-Mobile salesman said, you know, some people worried about this. But I looked it up and I found out that people were worried about 4G, so I'm not taking their word for why they'd be worried about 5G because people made these same conspiracies of 4G. I'm like, that's what convinced you? The conspiracy, not that it's just completely ludicrous, but you had to look it up and figure out that at every time a new technology comes out, somebody out there is going to say that it's a conspiracy. You know, I just, yeah, and so, you, I, so I believe 6G is going to be real bad. Yeah, you guys talked about how 6G was going to be like basically the mark of the beast, like perceived as such. But you that's, were, my, that's my pet theory. Yeah, yes. you were, but you were conceiving of it as the G was lowercase, and yeah. if you flipped it upside down, it would look like a 6. And I was just thinking to myself, the G is always capitalized, so that in and of itself looks like a 6. There you go. Google 6G, 666, mark of the beast. Uh-huh. You heard it here five years early. Hmm. And now what's going to happen is it's going to happen exactly like that. And someone's going to do this deep dive into data and they're going to have all of our, all podcasts will be recorded as, as paper, not paper, but in, in a format that you can search, they're searchable. And they're going to pull up this podcast and be like, David Mildred eight years ago even said that this would be a mark of the beast. So we knew ahead of time and we did nothing. So does that make you the false prophet who's like, Heading, leading, leading is coming before the Antichrist? No, I'm like the, the real prophet that warns and you do nothing. Gotcha. I mean, I'm mocked in my own time. <laughs> do you, how long do you think it'll be before 6G? Um, three years. You think it, years. you think it's that close out? Um, yeah, because technology moves pretty fast. So, um, I think, I mean, there, I mean, 
5G as a standard is already solidified, so that means they're already working on 6G. It's going to be a huge technology consortium. Mm. So, I mean, it might be five years. It might be eight years, but uh, definitely, you know, My, it's the next next thing. I would assume that, yeah, in the next – I would assume that within the next seven years, eight years is when it will be – such a thing where it is like five, well, five G is now where it's just everywhere and everyone has that, like, has it. Cause don't... yeah, it's like asking when is the next Xbox going to come out? The next one, not the one that's coming out. So, you know, uh, five, ten years, you know, uh, like yeah. clockwork. Yeah, but you have to, to, you have to come to a place where the reason I ask is you have to get to a place where the, I mean, you don't have to, of course, but the technology is kind of, worth it, right? That the technology is improvable. For instance, 8K, which they make TVs and stuff that do it, but they don't broadcast anything in 8K. They don't really even film anything in true, like true, true 4K. Um, um, so even though there's an 8K TV, there's no real content for for an 8K TV. Right. So that's why I wonder, like, yeah, yeah, these things will be moving ahead, but at a certain point... Doesn't technology get to a point where it's like, mm, now it's just kind of improvements aren't significant? I, or, I, don't or know if that, I don't know if it'll get that way yet for, uh, I mean, for, for visual things, because our eyes could, because our human well, eyes could only right. do so much. It doesn't matter, but because the, ultimately you're selling it to the consumer and consumers are dumb. That's true. Because, Look at look at the most modern if you look at like the Huawei and the latest phones or the iPhones or whatever, they still are advertising fifty megapixel, sixty megapixel, a hundred megapixel, and I assure you it's gonna be the megapixels are gonna keep going up. Meanwhile, if you buy a pro, a true pro canon like five or whatever the top canon or Nikon, the top ones are like twenty megapixel. Why? Why, why, how come my, oh, my cell phone has double the amount of megapixels of even the best camera on the market? Yes, because it's not a matter of megapixels. Quality beyond a certain range isn't needed in terms of megapixels. It's more about processing and light filtering and all this other stuff. But consumers don't think that way. They just think five is better than six. So yeah, 6G will come out, even if it has nothing to do with being twice as powerful as 5g it might have some other capacity maybe it holds more data or maybe it passes through walls better or maybe it can be condensed smaller or something about it will make them have to come out with a 6g sure um and yeah 8k tvs you're right are they going to come out with a 16k tv a 32k tv well they've got to come up with something to sell to the stupid consumer who thinks 50 megapixels is better than 30 megapixels. So you're saying I, I should return my, my uh, 16K TV? <laughs> if you, Only if you've got a 64K TV in your way, Amazon basket. By the way, if you have a 16K TV or an 8K TV even, LJ, I'm going to ask you for some money. But uh, <laughs> um, I remember I had a boss at my first law firm, so this would have been around 2011. Um, he, bought, he was like, I'm going to buy a 3D TV, and I was like, don't do it. It's not worth it. The technology is not really there. It's not going to be there. The true projection, because I was like reading a lot of that stuff at the time. And he was like, no, I'm going to buy it. And he bought it. And and now it sits next to his virtual boy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Slaza said uh, 3D TV is pretty awesome when you watch it, though. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, but you, have to have the, you have to have, like, the movies and the other stuff for it, and they're, they, they just didn't make that. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week for our next episode of Baywatch. Real quick, do you think if do you think any listeners for this particular episode are going to actually know what the episode was about? Uh, <laughs> it's not important. We talked a little bit about it. I know. <laughs> not important at all. Sort of, sort of like Baywatch. The most fun that's episode right. that we've seen in a while, and I'm not sure that anybody knows what's about, but that's all good. <laughs> all right. Peace. All right. Later. Later.